Episode of Dynasty Logics. It's me. It's Bobby. I'm here. I'm with Tom, and uh, here I am trying to trying to change up the rhythm again. And quite frankly, that one didn't work. But you know what is going to work? Let the rhythm hit him. Exactly. Just just, just let it hit him. What's going to work? It, what's going to work is is week seven, right? Good 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 luck to your roster. Bye so, week time, baby. Here we go. It is. So we're going to bring in Rhythm Nation right now, and. Uh, and Rhythm gonna... is gonna get you. Rhythm <laughs> is gonna get you. Don't let week seven get you. We're gonna help you. Well played, sir. Well played. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot to either unpack or just freaking bypass altogether. Injuries, we know it. Everybody knows that your guys are probably dead. Bye weeks this week. Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Vikings. Steelers, Chargers. A lot of That's top name players. A lot of top tier talent. A lot of top tier fantasy guys right there. So just just hold on and band-aid it for the week. So if you guys are dead and they're on by, uh welcome everybody to, to week we're, seven. We're, we're gonna, gonna see try, what we can do to help you out. Uh, we're gonna tell you we're gonna try to fill out new spots and see what we can find out where and just you know whatever you do, don't be the guy to panic trade. <laughs> just hold on. Hold on. Hold Panic tight. trading's the best if you're the one who's normally receiving the That's deal. That's true. That is true. It is, that is true. I'm, I'm trying myself not to panic trade. Instead, I'm going to start really bad players. But you know what? I'll take that. Well, you know who I, I could have played last week but didn't? Uh, and you told me right here on the air. You want to talk about solidation. You told me. If I am, I'm quoting you right now. If I'm me, I'm playing Renfro. If I'm you, I'm playing Rugs. And what does Rugs do? He goes off. What did I not do? Play him. So solidation to you, and you didn't even bring it up. Well I did, played, sir. I did not. The funniest part about that, and the most ironic part, is you were playing me in that matchup. It's like the yep. funniest part about it. And I kind of specifically said it towards you. You're like, this is what, and, and you go, okay. And I get it. It's hard. I understand that. Playing huge upside play is something that, you know, I preach I don't want to have, right? But that's when I get to a championship roster. On your way up there, yeah, you got to win games and steal games and play those upside guys. But on the flip side, there are moments, especially, you know, this time where you got bye weeks and injuries. Yeah, I, I'm playing lottery tickets or any sort of upside guy I can play, you know, because that's what you're looking for for the boost. Because, you know, if not, it's a bunch of humdrums, a bunch of guys, you know, getting, you know, as wide receiver wise, you know, three to four targets a game. I'm looking for the upside lottery ticket in that, in that play. And we're going we're gonna to go through some matchups this week and see what kind of lottery tickets, band-aids, or even upside long-term play. Like, there's guys I like going forward that are definitely good buys. Um, and these injuries show it. You know, what we talk about in the show all the time is is look a couple of weeks ahead. You know, so I'm going to be looking at, at some of these teams and, and trying to buy guys, you know, preparing for injuries later on or stockpiling situations. Um, and 
we'll go we'll go to the first matchup we got on the board this week, and that's another injury matchup with a lot of guys available. What do we got on the board? What's the what's the quality Thursday night this week? Uh so are you asking me which tight end to buy on Thursday night? Because on Thursday, as you've said on numerous occasions, and boy is it panned out. By the Thursday night tight end, right, right, it, yeah, you know what, you're you're right. Um, I'll, I'll get. I, you know what? Since you asked me that question, I'm going to give you my random tight end buy. Right, if I had to pick one to get a tight end who's not on the rock or not on anyone's radar, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Oliver. I'm going Josh Oliver catches a touchdown for Baltimore for some random reason. You know why? Because it's a Thursday. He'll never catch one, but he'll catch one on a Thursday. Fucking Thursday. Thursday night. It's always, it's always a random tight end. And asking me to pick in this game, I mean, Andrews is the layup, so he's not the call. But to pick one of the Brown tight end, it's probably Njoku because he didn't do anything last week. Right. And he, he had so, a nice nice week the week before. So, yeah, so you yeah, know, so it could be a bounce back. Uh, yeah, I would bet I would bet in jo- Njoku, Oliver, and Hooper because they all did nothing last week. So that's probably what's going to be. Um, well, what, uh, Cleveland's so got a bunch week, of injuries. Cleveland's got a whole wide open. I was gonna say let's let's probably for for people who don't have the the stat sheet in front of them this week Thursday night game is Broncos Browns, um, a couple of couple of key injuries to bring up. Uh, Judy still out was supposed to be probable for uh, for this for this week, except he's still not. So um, I think the Broncos actually have a week eight bye. Uh, so he'll probably be coming back week nine if I were to guess. Nope, I'm wrong there. Uh, Broncos do not have the week eight by. I'm not going to look much further, though, because they don't have the week eight by. Regardless, Judy should be picked up and playing by next week. That's when I'm putting him back onto my onto my roster. I've been trying to watch him for a little bit. Um, you know what? You know what Denver does have on MFL, right? They have a glitch guy, right? They they have an interesting glitch guy, which happens every once in a while because they pre have their positions starting at week one, so they don't change, right? And Denver has one of those guys, right? And that's Kendall Hinton, right? Uh, sorry, Kendall Hinton, right? Who's a wide receiver, but he started the season as a quarterback. So if you don't have a quarterback this week and there's nobody available. This player is available. And I would play him over trading for somebody else, two quarterback leagues. This guy, this guy's the Chico, right? And every once in a while you can find one of those on my fantasy league. That's just the way the system runs. Their positions don't change throughout the season. And that's what he was. So, you know, that's my little weird thing for you that, that I found out uh, looking at Denver. I was like, we were looking for this guy. Me and you have been looking for this guy. I'm like, Wait, he's a wide receiver. I'm like, well, he's a quarterback in the system. So, you know, there's a free guy in super flex leagues. Like, hey, if you're looking for a free quarterback to play, this guy's quarterback eligible. So go get him if you need one. You know, so far he actually has um, 11 targets and nine receptions. Um, So, you know, uh, he's had, he's had reps since week two. Honestly, if I had to ask you, right, who would you rather have? Would you rather have him or or, or uh, Case Keenum? It's probably even. Uh, if I had to play a quarterback this week, honestly, it's probably pretty. No, pretty I good. mean, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that, but uh, I'm still probably. 
don't both, end up starting. They both need um, a big touchdown to make their day. So you know what? You, you'd be the, you'd be the you'd be the owner of the year if you had balls and he went off. Bravo. Yeah. Oh, just a little funny cheat code in Denver. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Well, well speaking of well, well speaking of uh, other other people who are dying, uh, the linebacker woes continue in Denver. Um, and next oh. man up could very easily become Micah Kaiser. Just came over from the Rams just a couple of weeks ago. Was on the practice squad and has already found his way back up, getting some uh, special team snaps, and um, he's going to make him. He's gonna make his uh his full time starting appearance this week. There you go. You need a linebacker. He's the guy that you'll get. He's gonna start and get all the reps. So you know, we're not saying it's huge upside, but you know what? This time of year, you're looking for guys who start, right? And that's on the other side. It's the same. You know that, that we'll go to go over there to the, the Browns. Oh my God. Um, you know, so everyone's gonna go out there buying Deion. You know, Deionis Jones. They don't buy with that. But who are me and you buying on the outside black? Right, who do we like in that backfield? Well, I, I've liked him for quite some time. And oh, one of those things right. that we've been talking about has been getting your guys weeks beforehand, right? So yeah. uh, pick that guy up, Demetric Felton, who was actually getting receiving reps out of the backfield. Yeah. And while it looked like Landry and OBJ were going to be out at the same time, even though that didn't happen, I think a couple weeks ago, that was a possibility. Um. You know, Dimitri was the Dimitri was the uh, pickup. Uh, didn't necessarily deliver that week, but he should be able to at least uh, be a play this week, or you know, the third the third guy on on the uh, on the depth chart to, it, to grab there. And he's the PPR upside. Obviously, they're two different backs. He's not going to get a ton of carries between the tackles. So, I mean, if you're looking for a cheap goal line, yeah, it's it's probably Dearness. But if I'm looking for a PPR, you know, back, I would definitely lean, you know, the Felton way, even though you know, they brought up a guy like Kelly. I mean, it's not a situation I want to get involved with. But again, you got bye weeks and injuries. Looking at a guy who's going to get snaps. He's going to be the number two guy in the backfield. He's going to be on the field. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing someone like that, right? So, you know, we'll move on. What's the next matchup we got on the board here? Next matchup we have is uh, one of the first Sunday night or Sunday afternoon games. Luckily, there's no morning games this week, so uh, that's helpful. Uh, but that is Washington versus Green Bay, and that is in Green Bay. Oh boy, uh, there's a guy. I there's a all right. You know what? I'm going to go with Washington. And again, my my non-trust, and I own Gibson everywhere. I didn't. I wasn't 100 trusting that going into the season, and that's been erratic ever since. Um. I would actually not play him this week. I'm going to try not to, or if you have to, you have to. But the guy I'm trying to buy off that team is Patterson, right? Like he's the guy I want. Right? Garrett Patterson is the guy I want to go buy before, like before this week kicks off. Before, because he did get some snaps last week. Um, but you know, if Gibson goes down. You know, I love McKissick too, and he's great. But he's not going to get those in between the tackles. He's not going to get you know those 15 carries up the, up the middle. He's not going to get those. So. Again, looking ahead, you know, these are guys I'm buying in these situations where I'm trying to buy that third back right now in this situation. I mean, and you can look at the other guy in the, on the other team, and I can tell you the same thing. We're still buying Kalen Hill. Like, I'm still trying to buy Kalen Hill and stashing him because of how well the Green Bay runs the ball with the two running backs they use now. I mean, Dylan is, Dylan's playable. 
he gets enough carries. It's almost like they split a little bit. It's, you know, it's probably, you know, 70, 30, 60, 40, something like that. Um, but again, I'm looking ahead. So I'm trying to buy the cheaper back. I'm trying to buy Kalen Hill. I'm trying to buy Patterson to try to cover some of you know, I mean, Ricky Seals Jones, you know, played well last week. You know, he's probably already snatched up in that situation. Um, this, you know, the Green Bay wide receivers, God, that number two and number three wide receiver is, is just erratic. Um, but I try not to get too, 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 too involved in it. Uh, other than that, in this team, do you, do you see the, anything else that you really like? Oh, I, I will say that Jermaine Davis, you know, played played really, really well last week and showed his talent and ability uh, on limited snaps. I think he only played 50, 50 some percent of the snaps. Um, so that's a nice upside on the defensive side that I saw from Washington there. What did you see? What do you got here? So one of the guys that I was looking at uh, was Jalen Smith again. Um, but Campbell is just taking the bulk of the snaps uh, and, you know, um, that might have to be a, a, a wait and see type of a type of a prospect. I, I'll be the first one to tell you that uh, I picked Smith up and uh, Jamie Collins last week in a redraft IDP format and uh, played Smith. He which was and that was my ballsy move of the week, and it uh, it kicked me right in the balls. He got me zero points. What did, um, what did Collins get? Just curious because I said to Blake three. He got three points. All right, so I wasn't I wasn't right either. So, uh, but I am playing him this week because um, I have to play somebody, and we only have so many transactions. So I don't plan on making another transaction as I just bought two possible upside linebackers last week. So uh, just exercise patience and, you know, unlike my my dynasty teams this year, my redraft teams are doing just fine. So, um, but Tommy, good news, yep. good news, just to show the listeners that I can win every once in a while, I am now two and 16 this season. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, um, Bobby's 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 rebuilding. You know, slow but steady process. I mean, and and that's what's great, obviously, about this podcast, and and especially the situation that we're in. We can go back and forth about it because I can, I can tell you that in Dynasty, I only have two losses. So we're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, I took a loss last week, and again, I'm happy. You know, the guy who beat me, great. You know, am I concerned? Yeah, a little bit. I don't like to take. Nobody likes to lose, but again. I got bye weeks. I got issues. I'm trying to hold on and just, you know, get to the playoffs and, you know, win that title at the end. And, you know, Bobby's in the situation of just trying to get slowly, slowly growth and, you know, see where he's at. And that's why, like, certain players, you know, that grow on his team throughout the year is great. Whereas, like, I'm looking at lottery tickets. And Bobby's got a bunch of these lottery tickets. Where, you know, we well, kick- I, I'm, I'm telling you, my, my, I'm, it, it's like, it's like that degenerate lottery ticket gambler who who gets you know two numbers every week but just needs three out of the four sometime in the near future at some point it's going to hit right uh or at least you hope um and it looks like at least it hit two times for me so uh, I'll, i'll take that um and i'm there's nobody 
else on Green Bay, though. Yeah. So uh, that's probably why I was talking about myself for a minute. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a rebuild. It's, it's a so, process. You know, the next, uh, what do we got in this next quality matchup coming up? Week next seven. game. Next game. I don't even understand why it's a one o'clock game. Uh, if this was during the flex season, this would probably become a either four o'clock game or an eight o'clock game uh, because it's Kansas City against the Titans. Uh, which yeah, I mean, but, but this ain't last year's Titans. So Ryan Tannehill has turned into a fucking pumpkin. So I don't know. I mean, that... do, do you need to if Derrick Henry's going to just swat people off him and just take off? Eventually, eventually, yeah, you, you probably need to. <laughs> I think you're gonna need to. Yeah, well, you know what? We're, we're gonna find out this week. Actually, we'll find out if that if the rubber meets the road, like they said. So you're a Henry owner, right? I am. Are you concerned about his workload this year? Because they just keep feeding him the ball on one side. you got to be happy with it because it's producing. But long-term, that, that age cliff is going to come up at some point, no? So you're 100% right. If you owned Henry and you were building, you should be selling Henry right now as high as humanly possible, which you actually did trade Henry a year ago to me. That's actually why I own Henry. And as a championship team, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to win. So do I have those concerns? Absolutely. But I'm backing on that he gets me the championship and wins me the title, and then I have to deal with that later on. Am I concerned with it? Yeah, I was concerned when I bought him. You know, again, that's something that, you know, that I do building teams, whereas I can do two things. I can draft, you know, young running backs and try to hit on them, but eventually I can build up enough assets to buy a veteran and take a shot. And honestly, I did that in all my leagues this year. I bought Henry a year ago. I bought Zeke in two leagues. And I'm concerned with both their carries. I know they're high carry numbers, and the owners were very well, you know, did a good job of selling them to me. And I bought them all to win now. I thought they were the back who I'm going to win now and not worry about these guys. But next year, I'm going to try to sell out. So, you know, in that situation, yeah, you're absolutely. If you're rebuilding, yeah, I'm absolutely selling. I'm selling Henry. But in my situation, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope he still holds on. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I need. If I need you're rebuilding, I need the season. I need the full season. If you're rebuilding and you still have him on your roster, this is a great time to not only sell him, but get the highest you could potentially get for him. Do you know the scary part about Henry is he's one of the best second half season players I've ever seen. He usually doesn't play this well early in the season. That's even scary because usually he's better later on. So, you know, again, but he's a guy. Am I going to? Am I? I own McNichols. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would like to have. He's a guy I'd like to have again. You know, I don't think he's the full replacement for that. Um, but you know what? I'm riding Henry as championship team. You know, he he he's carrying me right where I need to. He you know, and he's the reason I can hold off injuries when I own Gibson. And I own, you know, Barkley or McCaffrey. Like, I can get away with it with him right now. Um, he's the one back rule. Like he, right now, he's carrying you, and you can start another couple of crappy guys if you want to. Um, which, speaking of crappy guys, there's a, there's a lot of them on the uh, on some of these teams, especially at the uh, – Other than David Long, who's just eating everybody up. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I like Long. I think it's more situation, and I think it's – they just don't – like Evans, even though Evans got more snaps last week and played decently, um, it just seems like 
they can, shoot, you they can trust get the long. snaps all you want. They but trust long. You got to hit the guy too. Yeah, it, you know, and, and that's what it seems. And they trust long. And again, he, you know, he looks like one of the guys that we like, kind of a lunch bill kind of guy who just comes in, nothing flashy. You know, see ball, hit ball, tackle ball, and that's great. You know, I, I did, yeah, I did pick him up one league, and, and, it, and I played him. And, and again, it's helped me find band aids because you know there's there's guys who haven't produced right, and there's actually another linebacker who's been really good in this on this matchup, and that's Nick Bolton. Mm-hmm. who's slowly getting better and better every week. The numbers have gotten better and better as he, you know, he starts to trust himself and trust the system. And he's the only bright spot I think I have on a whole Kansas City goddamn defense that's atrocious. Um, but they'll put up numbers. The corners put up numbers. Uh, the safeties I don't like because they're a little erratic. But, you know, Bolton looks like the guy that we talked about, especially, you know, off season. He was that, you know, he was the reason why I said you didn't have to go pay up and try to get, you know, a Parsons or a Davis early. If, if, if Bolton was my consolation prize where, you know, where I landed him in, you know, the third or fourth round, that's what you're going to get. This kid, the only knock on this kid ever was he was small and he is small, but, but he hits hard and he's a smart linebacker, see ball, hit ball, great football kids. Nice to see. You know, uh, from a rebuilding standpoint, uh, Nick Bolton's one of the guys that I inadvertently passed on and completely regret it. So, um, yeah, good call. Um, you know, I mean, Darrell Williams, again, you know, not honestly, he's not efficient. I own Darrell Williams everywhere. I have just because, again, I like having backups in high powered offenses just in case. And this is the perfect example. He was not efficient. Like he did not have a good game. But you know what he had? Two touchdowns. I'll take two touchdowns. And that's what you're going to get. Uh, a high powered offense. You're going to get the backup. And he's a bigger guy. That's why I liked him more than McKinnick. Because he's going to get the goal line, and Kansas City gets in goal line situations, and you hope he just pounds it up the middle. And I, I'm fine with that stat line. Like I'm not expecting him to, you know, get 120 yards and and catch six, you know, seven balls. I'm expecting, you know, 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. I'll, I'll take that, you know, for a guy who's a backup sliding in offense. Do you? Uh, I, this is a complete shot in the dark right now. Where did McKinnon play last year? 40 he was on the 49ers roster okay he didn't, he didn't play but he was on their roster okay did mckinnon ever play in tennessee uh, i don't remember i don't think i don't, so. I, I, no, no i no, he didn't. that that didn't happen i no, was minnesota that was it thank you i yeah, that's who paid him that's when he was what he's one of those kind of one of the backs again that's a guy again a guy like williams the guy oh it's something we preach here like i'm looking at high-powered offenses and i'm trying to get backups on those teams because the next man up will get you cheap free goal line. Like, I, I, you know, and that's kind of what you're looking for, you know, in Dynasty Upside. You can find guys like that in certain situations. On the wide receiver side, you know, we kind of got the same kind of weird situation with both these teams. There's so much potential for that number two, three, four, these other wide receiver spots. And it's a random shit show every week. But, I mean, look at Kansas City. Is it Robinson? Is, is it is Nicole Hartman? You know, uh, you, you don't you don't know you don't know who the hell it is, and then you got Tennessee, and God knows who Ryan Tannehill decides to throw the ball to, and if Julio Jones is even going to play a full game. But if he does, well, if Julio plays, then apparently he can make one of the most ridiculous catches you'll ever see. Agreed. Did you see? Did, I, did you see I know, that? I, you, and that's that's my love wild. for Julio. That's the reason why, honestly, if I'm a championship team right now. 
I'm kicking. I'm buying Julio. I'm buying that risk because, like, if he plays and he if they get in a goddamn rhythm and he plays a couple of games, you just see it. You see, you know what he can do. You know uh, what he can do, and I, I, you know, it's a it's dynasty upside play. That's a championship play. That's a guy I'm I'm kicking the tires on. I'm trying to buy. So he comes over late into the uh, later into into the season, uh, into the beginning of the season. So, I mean, he's still getting time to acclimate with the team, and then the injuries on helping. You could clearly see he's frustrated. But the reason why he went to Tennessee was with the hopes that he was going to, um, was the hopes that he was going to actually be on a winning team and, you know, try to sunset into another potential championship run. And I, I, I think. I think he could be getting there, but um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna bet on the talent and buy that as as cheapest price he's ever been from a championship team. And I'm looking for the future, and I and I'm looking for a lottery ticket wide receiver. I'm buying the upside talent, but as a guy who owns him and I and I play him, he's hard right now. He's unplayable. I, I, he's not. He's not because I gotta play him. Like he's not unplayable because like. Again, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird variances in wide receivers. There's a lot of up and downs in the wide receiver market. A lot of guys not panning out. I mean, I told you. I mean, I'm in a situation where I might have to play two Detroit Lion wide receivers. So I'd rather play Julio over both of those. So what I mean, are you going to play Raymond and? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get there. We'll, we'll, um, we'll get so, there in a minute. So yeah. you know, you know, we're on we're on to uh, another uh, what could be an absolute bloodbath. Except it won't be. It is the Falcons versus the Dolphins. Uh, uh, Dolphins finally sh- got their first win. Shootout coming. This is a shootout. Coming. This will be fun. This will be a fantasy fun game. Watch this. Um, you know, after Tua came back this week, he actually showed some really good signs of promise, all things considered. Um, and yeah, well, he was still throwing to my buddy Jacecki, which made me happy. Except fucking Smythe is still getting the ball too, but you know it was just a just a couple. Yeah, well, I know Smythe caught like five or six balls, but that's not the concern. Was nobody else was playing a wide receiver? I mean, Mac Hollins was the leading wide receiver. So when you mention the top three wide receivers, yeah, I'm throwing to the backup tight end boy, Mac Hollins. Um, it is a good sign. Obviously, it's it's a bad sign for that Miami running game, which is the non-existence. So that's why two is going to throw. So I think this is a throwing game. I mean, on the other side, Matt Ryan's going to be excited. This looks like. You know, the first game since like week one where he's going to bolt to start receivers. It looks like Gage, Gage is back, Ridley's back, and Pitts just look better and better every week. And the way – this is an underrated sneaky team right now. This is a guy, again, Matt Ryan, a guy I own a couple of spots. And a guy I told people in, in like redraft sleeping on, like, he's the guy to go pick up right now. Like, this offense, you know, they're doing some things, you know, with Patterson and Davis in the running game and show little passes. But people forget, you know, Gage had 100 targets, 75 catches last year. Ridley's been quiet. Pitts is just coming on. This is a team that I can see some upside momentum and some, you know, dig it. they're going to throw. It seems they're going to throw the ball. They're going to move the ball up and down. And on the flip side, I think Miami's going to have to throw. Who are they going to throw to? Am I buying Mac Hollins? If I need a receiver this week, Mac Hollins might be a buy if no one else is playing. I think I'd rather have Preston Williams. I think he has the best chance of the three of them to play. Um, without looking at the depth chart, he's probably the guy I'm going to go by if you, you know, needed someone and you're praying that the other two don't play because someone's going to get that target share. Uh, other than that, on I don't really have much on the, on these teams. Well, I, I think um, I think any any owner who uh, 
who bought some shares from Waddle um, this season going into the rookie rookie draft. Uh, they should bravo, be bravo, bravo. Yep, I got a text about that. Bravo, bravo. Yep, good call. Uh, but other than that, you know, um, we got to talk about one guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about him in the offseason. Good call. Yep. And, we and, we got to talk about one guy. That's right. Yep. Thank Von you. Von Holland. Um, you know, he's he's already making making the noise that I, I was hoping he was going to. Um, and he was – which uh, which Patriot I, twin – IDP solidation, folks. That's what it, it is. An IDP it, solidation. It, 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 it was one of the McCordys. It was one of the McCordys. Thank you. Uh, you was actually his his tutor, uh, as he was um, just kind of getting football ready this season, uh, and they took the shackles off him quickly. I thought uh, McCordy was going to be playing a little bit longer, uh, and it's been Holland who already took the spot. So. Um, I'm really excited about that, and I think the kid's going to turn out. Um, yeah, he's a great safety pickup. Uh, again, he's a guy who just makes plays all over the field. You know, uh, he's going to learn, and that's why the teaching's helping him because he's, you know, again, some of these safeties of you know uber talent run around and make big plays. They also got to learn to stay a little bit in position sometimes. But yeah, love the upside. He, he's a guy who's available in a league. I'm going, to, I'm going to get him if I need an extra safety. Absolutely, nice call. So. Next. He had, uh, just to finish up the stat line, he had uh, six tackles this week. So uh, I'm good with that, um, especially from a rookie safety right now. But, you know, here we are. We're going off to uh, Jets, New England. So oh, the fucking Jets again. Every you, love, you, you get the Jets in on me every week. You just love to get them in there. Well, it, I, I think this format specifically – uh, we were, unless the Jets were on bye week, we kind of had to talk about them. But uh, Michael Cotter, a bust, is really the the only way we're going with uh, with the Jets. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's he's a guy you, you should have already bought. I mean, you maybe still be able to buy him. And we're not saying this guy's going to be you know unbelievable because again, running backs on bad teams. Uh, but it's a good sign. They give him the ball. He got some goal line. So yeah, I want to start and running back. I want to go get him. I mean. This game in general, this game in general is is, is going to be probably what you saw a couple of weeks ago. Um, and there's nobody I really, I mean, I'll give you a good buy, um, and that's Bourne. Even though Bourne should be owned anywhere, um, he's only really had one down week. Um, on the on the Jets wise, I mean, there's nobody really on um, on that side of the ball that I really, really, really love. Um, the Patriots have an interesting buy. Um, they have two of them. That's one of them. That's Jawan Bentley. Right. Yeah, and the, can, and the, can we talk about that for a minute? Uh-huh. Yep. Because that asshole finally decided to start hitting. And and when I say that asshole, that I, I really mean I'm excited for him because I've we're, been waiting for him to hit. And with Patriots fans. And with Patriots fans. So we're, we're Patriot fans. So we're uh, it's it's been more you, you could see that he had the, the ability. Patriots. And it was almost like they signed Jamie Collins and next thing you know, he's starts just, just destroying it, humans. I loved it. it. This is Patriot solidation. That's what this one is. So, um, and and you know what? It, there's another guy, same thing. Who I like. And I'm telling you, he's the safety pickup I like. And there he is, right there, like you knew. It's Kyle Duggar. Mm-hmm. Right again, another guy 
right? Uber talented, right? Played at a smaller school, so they had to teach us this stuff. But again, this guy, once you let him go, similar to Holland's, like he makes mm-hmm. plays. He hits hard. He makes plays. Uh, and, they, you know, they just had to teach him, you know, a little bit to stay in position a little bit. But again, you know, if they're going to take the reins off him and we've seen the last couple of weeks. And again, you know, Bobby pointed out to me, we preach it all the time. I want secondary players against bad teams. Right. Mm-hmm. The Jets are going to have to throw the ball. Right? I, so I want I want I'm, I'm picking up a guy like Duggar. I'll tell you, actually, I need a safety this week. And he's he's actually my number one way we're going because um, he is. A and I can't say player. I blame you because um, I'm. I'm- I'm right there with you. You know, so I mean that's the upside, but you know, you, you start to see that. This is the time of year where, you know, guys like him who were drafted last year, you know, you can see the talent kind of moving up a little bit. Um, it's nice to see. Nice to see. Um so yes. we're uh we're moving on to Giants versus Carolina. Um the Giants, you know, if if Jones could throw it to anybody. Um, which he currently can't because he has no wide receivers. Previous to that, uh, he just couldn't get the ball off. So uh, collectively, uh, I'm staying away from Jones unless I absolutely have to play him. But uh, they're riddled with with key player injuries, and Tooney was just starting to look like he was going to show some significant promise and, and jacked up his ankle that much more. Um you know, so I, I guess it's uh, slating time again. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, you know what? Dante Pettis, uh, uh, Johnson. Dante uh, Pettis, I've always uh, liked when he was in San Francisco, yeah. but he just could never get his shit together. Yeah, right. Same thing. And I like Johnson. Like, there's too many guys. I'll tell you, I'll give you one guy to buy in this whole game. And it's only because, like, if you need a linebacker this week, um, a guy who starts, and that's Carter for Carolina, right? He's not putting up huge numbers, but he's getting all the snaps. He's made a little side linebacker in a bye week injury injury time of year. He's the only guy I really look at in this game, and I'm like, oh, I'll take I'll take Carter again. Not great numbers, but again, he's the starting linebacker, and by default, he's going to get tackles. So you know, bye week cheap filling guy. Carter's the guy in this matchup that I've seen. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, right now, no. he's got uh, 281 snaps so far this season uh, in the box specifically. So um, if if this guy who has the ability to hit, um, and he's on the opposite side of the field, a chin. So, um, Plus you so get a cheap, between- cheap, cheap Jones turnover from or something, something weird happens. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, he's the guy I'm looking to try to fill a bye week hole. So I think we're on to... Uh, next game. The, the next, next game. And the yeah. next game is the Ravens versus the Bengals. Evans, right? We like Evans. Evans looked solid a little bit last week. But again, you know, he's the guy probably not going to get too, too cheap right now. But, uh, you know, I don't think too, too much of him. But again, that's a situation where I want to monitor. And, you know, he's the guy I still buy, even though if P. Ryan's going to be back this week. Um, Baltimore. Uh, I'm not touching whatever mess that backfield is. Um, Bateman, Bateman looked like a, a good sign. In Dynasty, you're not going to buy Bateman cheap. But in redraft, I mean, I picked him up everywhere across the board in the last couple of weeks and tried to get him um, because I think Bateman's a good upside play. I mean, even if you don't believe in that in that offense. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, Sammy Watkins, when he was healthy, he was getting seven targets. And what did Bateman get, five or six last week? 
I mean, I think, you know, Bateman at least is getting going to get seven targets a week in that offense. And for a guy who, you know, basically didn't really participate a lot um, at the end of training camp, but looked really well at the beginning, and they just threw him right in there. And that's a really, really good sign um, from a guy that we liked pre-draft. We liked the talent. And again, he's a he's talent. And that's why even in like redraft, like I've been offered some trades for him. And I think the the, the lottery ticket upside for this kid, I think he has a better chance to hit big next year. But I think he's talented enough where, you know, you could start to see him rise up real quick. Um, Six targets, four receptions, 29 yards. His longest reception was 11 yards for Bateman. But he was actually, uh, he was out snapping uh, the majority of of the uh, of the wide receivers, I think he had like forty six percent or something, something to that effect. Yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, when you trust a rookie who hasn't played all season to walk into that, you know, that's that's a huge positive sign to me. And so, you know, that, absolutely, that's definitely an uptick sign. And you know, I don't really have uh, on the other side of that ball. I'm a Patrick Queen owner, and I, I honestly have no idea what that situation is. But you cannot play him anymore. Um, they don't. They don't even trust him in this situation. So, you know that that's that's a sad, heartening, um, you know, event, and that's why I have to look at guys like Carter and these weird cheap linebackers available. Am I am I am I dropping Queen in Dynasty? No, no way. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, and it happens. And unfortunately, you know, I'm gonna have to ride it out and figure out some sort of other situation. And you know, but there's been some other guys that we've been stashing away that will help out. You know, fill this hole hopefully for a little while. Well, the good news with uh, with Queen is that he's actually been on uh, been in on more passing downs, right? That said, because he's he's in for more passing snaps, you can if if the tackling gets better and you know he's not. He's all over. You know, he's all heading guy. A, you know, he's all over the fucking place. That's the problem. If he's he all, can if hone he's it so in, talented. yeah. I if agree. he can hone it in, you know that that's a guy you got to keep. Yeah. All right. So, hey, 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 you know what? Hey, you know what else? I mean, I own him everywhere, and if I didn't, he's a guy I'm trying to buy cheap too. Um, and I'm telling this a lot of people. I'm trying to buy guys who are uber talented who are struggling right now because I'm, I'm going to pay for the talent. I'm, I'm going to pay for the talent if you can get on a discount, kick the tires on it. I mean, you've heard me talk about Malik Harrison um, for quite some time, and even with Queen uh, not getting, uh, not really coming up to snuff, I thought Harrison had the ability to make a little bit of noise. And uh, well, he shit in my hands. So, well, so uh, the, so that's the shitty part about it, and that's why I said like it's Queen or nobody. Like, there's no backup fill in that I could be like, well, Queen, you know, they're, they're taking the snaps away and they're replacing them with this guy that you can play. No, there isn't. So fuck it. <laughs> just move on to another just, team and see what we got. You know, I mean, that's just speaking of moving on, we'll move on to the next fucking game. And that now we're into the four o'clock games. And that is Philly versus the Raiders. Oh, man. You know what? I got to apologize. I was wrong 100% on this call because all offseason, and I said this on the show, and I said it to you is I would have taken Rager over Ruggs, right? I would have taken Rager over Ruggs, right? Rager got a zero last week. I have no idea how your first-round pick in a, in, a, in, a, in a battle when they're throwing that many times gets zero catches. I really don't even know how that happened. And Ruggs, Quez again, Watkins. 
again, and Ruggs does what Ruggs does, big upside, big plays, right? Quez Watkins, yeah, Quez Watkins is kind of the big upside play, and a guy like Rego looks like a decoy out there. I'm like, holy shit, I was wrong about that one. You know, there's, there's my anti-solidation. Yep, I can admit when I'm wrong, too, and it happens. And anyone, any any so-called person on the industry and anywhere else who, you know, gives you dynasty advice or opinion or anything in fantasy, if they don't tell you the ones they get wrong or admit it, like that's when you don't believe people and you have to be right. And what we do here and what's made me successful is some, my, my percentage of being right is more than wrong. And that's the important part, but I can admit I was wrong and you were right. Rugs look good. You know, I like the upside big play. Well, while we're, while we're still here, um, you know, for the Eagles, and by the way, thank you for that uh, anti-solidation note because I've got an anti-solidation note coming up for us in a couple of couple of games. But while I'm here mm-hmm. on this game, um, Hargrave, this D tackle is just making way too much noise. Uh, consistently putting up oh. numbers. Always has. Uh, Always love this guy. And you know. He, he's he's the D tackle to buy right now. If you need to play a D tackle and he's available still, uh, but the likelihood of him being available in a league that is playing a D tackle is going to be slim. Um, but you know, other than that, uh, we'll continue with the conversation of Renfro just being that solid, you know, desolidation moment. Um, I mean, last week was his worst week, and then he caught three balls, and that was honestly the first week he did double digits. And your boy, your boy, it's because your boy Bruggs, you know, and and that happens. But again, safe floor, high ceiling, you know, and they got those kind of plays. And honestly, I honestly thought that's exactly how Philly was going to be. I thought it was going to. I thought Rager was going to kind of play a little bit of the Renfro role and catch volume, and Smith was going to be big play and. It turns out it's not. It's Smith, or I'm going to throw a deep bomb over the top to you know Watkins. Um, now with the you know with the with the moving of Ertz though, that's curious how they're going to use that and should open more targets for Rager. It should. Am I buying that Rager is- right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. I, I I'd still buy the upside on it because of the vacated targets. I'm curious where they're going to go now, especially if you know Garrett should be back, but. Well, at least for for the Goddard owners, right? You know they they have some uh, they finally have some solace in, like finally getting rid of yeah, Matt get Gertz. this fucking guy out of here. So, uh, but I I think uh, if Quez Watkins is in fact available in your league, I think this is uh the time to to buy him because I think long term, um, he could be a viable solution for that Eagles offense. He's the upside. Yeah, he's the upside touchdown guy. He, you know, he looks like that, you know. So, what are you going to do? Uh, well, move on to Detroit and L.A. So, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, some sad news out of L.A. is my boy Jake Funk had switched to the IR. But, you know, he's got potential to get back. He's still on the roster. So, yeah. they actually freed up a roster space for me. I got to move him taxi squad. You know, put him up, put him on my IR. So, save me a roster spot. So, this is an interesting personal matchup for me because I have bye week issues <laughs> and injuries, and I might have to start two of these Detroit Lions wide receivers. Um, um, so 
do I trust both Raymond and St. Brown, who are basically putting up similar stat lines and similar volumes? If I had to choose, I'm going to play St. Brown for the more upside talent, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. Um, other than other than that, there's nothing that really like sleeper upside play um, except um, Barnes, who continues to play well at linebacker of Detroit on limited snaps. Um, because of uh, what's his name there, Maven, right? Is the other linebacker I think there is like hogging the snaps in front of him. Um, but he's been an uptick every week. Barnes is still, you know, another guy we liked and we liked the talent there is yeah, Ravis Maven, all right? Another guy, solid, solid player, talent. He's just kind of blocking them. They're giving them both snaps. So it kind of, but from again, if I'm seeing, you know, quality, quality from Barnes right now, limited snaps. He's a guy I'm buying. He's a guy I'm actually going to pull him up over my taxi squad. I'm going to play him this week. So, again, he's one of my helps that helps me with clean that uh, I kind of stash a guy like Barnes, and he looks, you know, playable right now. Um, anyone else in that team is kind of a fucking mess. The defensive ends are good, but they rotate them all in Detroit. Um, you know, on the Rams side, everyone on the Rams is owned by anywhere. There's really, <laughs> there's really no upside. I mean, my, my boy, Ernest Jones, who I thought was dead, took a couple of snaps, but that linebacker for the Rams looks like a shit show. I don't want to be involved with at this point. I mean, Ernest Jones is the only guy deep lottery ticket that I really want. Well, I, I, I tell you that I'd add to this, but I really have nothing to add to this. So All right, next we're good. Uh, um, that simple. So, Houston, Arizona. Oh man, is Ertz playable this week? So I would say yes, because what we and because what we saw with Dan Arnold when a similar situation. Remember, Arnold got traded like real quick, and on a turnaround, he played the next week in Jacksonville. Um, like so, I mean, that, that from a scheme standpoint, they're yeah, literally he, he, telling them. Passer, he's a, he's pass blocker, hold. Yeah. And, he, and and Earth isn't, you know, the, that kind of really blocking tight end. I mean, he can block a little bit, but, you know, he, he's the guy you line, you know, to, to wide out to chip block and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I have an interesting question for you because it's funny. So I either have to start two Detroit wide receivers or my boy Nico Collins actually played pretty well last week. Coming I was going to say, uh, he's a guy. Nico. He's a guy. I'm, I'm absolutely starting Nico. It's just kind of a bad lead-in um, to buy Nico. I, I bought him actually a couple weeks ago in like a bunch of redraft leagues. I, I kind of stashed him. Um, and again, because they liked him, they took him. He's a bigger receiver. That's a team that's got to throw. Davis Mills has looked better every week, and he's getting replaced soon anyways, either this week or next week. Um, he's probably going back to the bench, and I'm fine with that. Because I think that, you know, again, I think Nico I think is the quality goal. reps for him, though. Absolutely. I think the kids slowly progress and learn. And, and again, that buy on that team for wide receiver, because Lily, after Cooks, it's nobody at wide receiver. They don't have one. And they showed that last week. And Nico Collins, a rookie, comes back off the IR, again, hasn't played, you know, it gets, you know, gets six catches, right? I'm, I'm buying that all over the board. Am I saying it two times? Like, no, but you know what? He could be a Renfro kind of guy. Where he's getting six targets every game, seven targets, catching your five balls, you know, fifty yards, you know, and he's a guy again on my taxi squad that I, I'm bringing up this week. Um, that's what my taxi squad is for. Unfortunately, I don't like to do it, but you know what? 
Uh, I'd rather play him than Khalif Raymond at this point. I'm like, I'll play upside lottery really? ticket. Well, it, it's more solidation for me, probably because and that that's fair. And I so more talent, talent. Nico Collins has more talent. Uh, agreed. So when you said you were going to play two Detroit wide receivers, mm-hmm. the other one, St. Brown. Yes. Talent. I like the talent. Upside. So would you play Nico and Raymond? No, I play St. Brown. Okay. I just like the talent. I think Raymond is more situation, and he's a little honestly. He's the only close veteran kind of. And they're going to be playing the Rams, where they're going to be significantly behind. Mm-hmm. So I do think that Raymond gets the looks. So. Yeah, but does um, he also get the corner? Does he get the number one lockdown corner? I'd hope not. I don't uh, think he's that good. It's probably Hawkinson. Hawkinson's probably the guy. Um, um, but anyway, but, anyway, anyways. Um, another guy who showed up last week is uh, Aikens. Goddamn Aikens and tight ends. You need cheap tight ends. Aikens, Aikens got a couple of balls. And, again, they don't have many weapons on offense. So, by week fill-in, you know, Jordan Aikens is getting four to six targets. Not much out there. So, again, these are cheap guys we can throw at you in some of these matchups you can go get. Um, a guy like a guy like Ertz, um, I, I like the upside. I own Ertz in a spot. I'm not playing him because I have that luxury, I think, not to play him this week. But he's a veteran. I, I expect him to go out there and play, and I expect him to see, you know, five or six, you know, targets and probably catch a couple of balls at least for you. Um, what do you got in Arizona? So the the one thing that I was concerned about was the fast drive and saving in Collins. Um, and Jordan Hicks has commanded the middle. Uh, in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season, he wasn't. Uh, and very quickly, uh, he's taken over the, the middle with 352, um, you know, inbox uh, snaps. And, and quite frankly, he's been all over the place and producing points. Uh, so, you know, patience sometimes, sometimes teams are working, working out new systems or whatever. And uh, I was just happy that Hicks finally... Uh, has not only made plays, but he's consistently made plays week after week. Um, so now so I can start playing him again. You, 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 you do that. You do that if you want. I, on the other hand, this is exactly what I feared with Arizona's system. And the guy who's losing the most, the guy who loses the most in the system, and I, and I do like this defensive system. They're kind of running and what they're kind of doing with all these talented players they're running around. The guy who loses is Budabek. He's the guy who's lost. He, he's the guy who's losing all kinds of tackles and all kinds of points for one reason. Look at all the players that they have, right? You talk about Hicks, right? Uh, Marcus Golden has been playing well. They have a lot. Every guy they have is a rangy outside linebacker, a defensive end kind of guy, Chandler Jones, right? Xavier Collins, right? Simmons. These are all very similar guys around the ball, very rangy. Well, Buda Baker no longer has the volume to kind of clean up because these guys, and we're not even mentioning guys like J.J. Watt, who's on the end, like, you know, this team is, is is fun to watch on defense because they have a lot of moving parts and they and they run around, they chase ball, and they have uber talent. From a fantasy-wise, it's a fucking headache that I can't stand with Buda Baker right now. Like, again, Buda Baker gets you big play upside, so you can't have a bench him anyways. Even when the volume's not there, he usually makes it up with some big play. But, you know, that's what I've seen. You know, you, the corners are great to have because their team's up. But, you know, you can – yeah, you can play one of those guys that you're talking about. 
But honestly, I think it's a rotation every week. I mean, like I said, Golden's had a couple of good games. It seems like it's a rotation because, you know. But Hicks and has I, finally I, been consistent, and that and is I, that has been yeah. the number I was looking for. And I agree with you. Hicks is the guy I, I want. He's always been the guy who's kind of – he's always been the guy wherever he goes, he plays well, and teams trying to replace him, but they just can't because he just makes plays. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's been concerning for a Hicks owner. Uh, because you do consistently hear those stories about this kid's going to go. You know, they finally gave him the ability to seek out his own trade. Um, and nobody even, you know, whether or not the packages weren't good enough, well, whatever. But, um, you know, Hicks is there and he's making the point again, uh, you know, maybe next season he goes to a different team and produces on another team yet again. I got, I got, I got one more guy in this game that's a huge concern, by the way. And again, another guy I actually sold a bunch of years ago, but I like preseason and, and solid linebacker, and that's Cunningham right, for the Texans, right? That's a huge concern, right? He's in, honestly, he's in a Patrick Queen situation where you can't play him right now, right? The team doesn't even want to play him, right? From everything, but the problem is the team signed him a big contract; they can't get out of him, and they have no other real huge talent to bring in to replace him. The snap shares way down. Like the, and again, this is another situation where you can't drop them, right? Uber talented. And it's just, is there a rhyme or reason behind it? I haven't figured it out, but it's real. And at this point, you can't play them. Right? You can't play them. Right? I mean, Kruger Hill's been playing decently. The guy to actually pick up on the Texans is the defensive end. Um, what's his name? Um, they have a really good defensive end who um, is a. What's his name? Pull him up on me. What the hell? Uh, was the defensive end for the? Uh, wasn't Collins? Um, anyways, that's a no. He's a defensive end. He's been playing well the last couple of weeks. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Cunningham's. You know, somebody. Again, I'm not going to go buy a guy like Cunningham because I don't know what they're doing. I mean, you hope they get. Yeah, there it is, Jonathan Grenard. There he is. Right, he's the guy who. Last couple of weeks played really, really solid well. And again, this Texas seems, you know, gets left extra a bad team, but you know, you can get some free guys. And I think this is the guy who's actually probably helped a little bit. And again, he's the guy I'm picking up with bye week problems at a defensive end this week. He's in my waiver claim for this week. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know, I don't know. I got nothing. What's on the next? What are we got in the next? What's on the next? Well, game? this is the this is that uh that anti-solidation uh, moment. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, this is basically a retraction statement. Uh, I was talking about CJ Maribel coming up off the practice squad. Uh, that's because I could have sworn I saw him come off the practice squad, but he didn't. Fake news. Didn't happen. So, uh, quick retraction statement from me. Um, thought I read something and I really read the, it was a figment of my imagination. So you just wanted it to happen so bad, but we, we, you know what, but you know what did, did happen is we talked about a guy like Herbert, another guy, another third running back, another rookie third running back in a situation where if you stashed him, you know, he's, he's a guy who, again, you know, going to get the volume, going to get the goal line, you know, who knows about Williams this week, but, uh, again, I think I think you can play this kid. I think they're going to give him snaps. Uh, I think it's going to be a 50-50 situation. Bill Herbert, we played him. I played him against you, and I was happy about that. There you go, right? Right. Another third running back he bought cheap, you know, stashed away. 
good call. I think it's going to be a 50-50 split, honestly, when Williams comes back for a little while. So I think he's, you know, cheap goal line. So, you know, as we we keep going through, uh, why don't we just bring up the rest of this game, which is Tampa versus um, the Chicago Bears, which is the whole reason why we were kicking it off with Chicago. So, um, yeah, there's nobody in Tampa that you're really going to cheaply buy at this point. You know, so, you know. Sounded like we're moving on. Yeah, next. There's nothing really out there for a year ago sleepy buy in this game that I love. So, you know, moving on. Uh, Indy Niners. Oh, yeah. So William, Cox, William Cox looks like another good buy. Again, touch, he looks like the touchdown guy. He's taking over for Zach Pasquale. Uh, he, they swatched that role. Do you notice that? Like, Pasquale was, in, was catching touchdowns for the first three weeks, and all of a sudden, William Cox is like, eh, I'm going to take that role. You know, so if you need a tight end, yeah, go get William Cox. I mean, you know, he's not throwing a huge volume, but he's catching three or four balls, and, you know, he seems to be a, he's a red zone target. So, you know, he's the guy I'm going to buy. I will tell you this, speaking of that, I will give you my play of the week and a weird stat that I know. The Colts are one of the worst teams against tight ends. Right. That's why Jordan Akins actually had a decent game probably last week against him. I love Ross Dwelly this week. Right. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but you know, that's a that's a weakness I found this season. If you're looking for a weird cheap tight end, sure Dwelly's probably not available. Everyone picked him up after Kittles went down. But you know, he's a he's a guy I really like this week because of the matchup and the Colts give up, you know, a lot of points to tight ends in that situation. So I mean, on the Niners, uh, I mean, unless it's Samuel. I don't really like, um, you know. Yeah, you could just move on because Ayuk still is just doing. I don't. I don't try. I mean, do. you can't yes. trust him right now. I don't. I don't know who the running back's going to be. I like Sermon, but I don't know what they're doing with that. So I mean, it's Dwelly and Samuel for me on that side of the ball, and you know the, the Colts. You know, Ty looks back, right? So, I mean that. You know. That looks good for Ty guys who are holding on to him. And uh, again, I'm still. I'm going to say this. I'm still on the on the train. I'm selling Jonathan Taylor. I did it one league, and I'm selling Jonathan Taylor for the lack of volume. But moving on. Um, I I don't really have anything to add to that. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to move on completely. And that was the Sunday night game. Um, it looks like there's going to be one Sunday night that I get to sleep easier with because that does nothing for me. So Nope, I don't think we have anything in that game. Oh, I got Dwelly. Oh, God, look at this disaster. Woo. Seahawks, Woo. Saints, Monday night. Gino, so, Gino. You know. We were right about that, right? The yeah. guy who lost out was Lockett. I told you, he was the guy who was going to lose out with Gino, unfortunately. My cap looked fine with the volume. The guy that looked like, you know, was Lockett. The tight end looked like he got a little bump right there whenever he got a little bump up in volume. But you're not going to get big play. Like, they're not going to let Gino just chuck balls down the fucking field. Like, Pete Carroll's going to try to run the ball. And I'm going to I'm gonna laugh because I told – I liked Alex Collins and I picked him up a couple weeks ago. And, God, I'm on this fucking guy one more time. But this is a guy to buy, and he's honestly one of my top waiver fucking claims in a bunch of leagues. It's Rashad Penny. All right, you got. I'm buying the towel one more fucking time. Pete Carroll keeps loving talking about this goddamn dude, and um, I would rather take him than have to choose between Dallas and Homer and whatever else is like right there. That's if Collins doesn't play. But again, 
upside. I'm I'm buying talent. So if he's available on the waiver wire, I'm picking up Rashad Penny. I actually did one day. Homo was impressive out of the out of the backfield with receptions, though. He just Recep- did the the weird the weird Homer thing that he does. Yeah, no, he, and he's the pass catching back, and Dallas is in between the tackles, right? So, but if, if Pete Carroll likes to have a true every down, but he Pete Carroll wants to have a back who can do both, and the only one they have besides Collins is Rashad Penny. So mm-hmm. again, one more time, talent's always been there. I just can't stay on the field, but you know what? I'm going to roll the dice and I'm picking them up and I'm putting them on the bench right now. Um, and I, there's a, you know, that's, that's the guy I like in that, in that situation uh, on offense on the, uh, on the Saints side, I'll give you another guy to sleep on when you go to pick up at wide receiver. Cause they were on by last week and that's Harris, right? And Harris has been getting the steady volume on that team at the wide receiver. And he's probably available in most leagues. Again, not putting up huge numbers, but on a bye week and, Coming off of bye week, people forget about guys who are sitting the waiver like him. So if I need a wide receiver fill in, I actually I actually six a hundred and seventy. Not my guy. That's why I don't like him. But the numbers don't lie. He keeps throwing to him. So I'm like, you know what? I'm looking for a bye week fill in in a tough week. And it's week seven. It's a tough week. A lot of wide receivers are off this week. Um, you know, a lot of top tier guys. So I'm looking at guys like this because he's getting the ball consistently. Agreed. I don't. I never liked him. I go into a bunch of them. Like I can't stand. He's the opposite of what I like. But Number a lot. I'm going to take the volume. I'm going to take that. Um, speaking of volume, right, there's a guy who's getting the volume on the defensive side of the uh, of the Saints. The guy that we loved, uh, especially I loved a long time ago. That's Pete Warner. Pete Warner just keeps showing up, making tackles. That's it. Can't do this. Can't do that. Nope. He just makes tackles. Right? I see ball hit ball. You know, Pete. You know, and we said it and. I was a little surprised it actually took this long because I thought he was one of the more ready linebackers to walk in and basically play. You know, he's that kind of green dog, right? very smart linebacker. But again, you know, is you know he's not the he's the fastest, he's not the tallest, but he's smart. Sees ball, hit ball, tackle, reads plays very well. Pete Warren is a guy again. You know, at this point, trying to buy is a little high, but if you can go buy him, if not. He's a guy I'm buying it from rebuilding too. He's a guy I like that I can see. You know, he reminds me of maybe a poor man's like Keekley, like a very solid linebacker in that system for a team that's been looking, you know, for a, a stable, steady linebacker like him. It's that's a great sign. He's a guy. That's a great sign. Yeah. You know, especially when they thought you know Davis was going to be the be the end all, and uh, you know. I'm a big fan of Warner here. So yeah, uh, uh, I'll give you one more guy to buy too, and you keep buying him. He's he from what I'm reading, he's a couple of weeks away at least. But it's Michael Thomas, right? I mean, and owners. I, I mean, I own Michael Thomas, and but if you're kicking around, and as a Thomas owner, I'm frustrated that I read he's eligible, but he's probably three weeks away. There might be owners in your league who are frustrated with that and be like, you know what, he might not come back, and they and they might have needs, right? So this is the time. This is the week where. A lot of teams love holes. Like, look at your teammates, look at your league mates, and see who you're playing. See if they're missing guys. Maybe you can get a trade and be like, "Hey, you need a wide receiver this week," and maybe you can give him a good, you know, good wide receiver, but steal a Thomas from him because he's frustrated, doesn't want to wait for the IR. Right? That this is the week to make those kind of trades. Like, this is when, if I'm a team like a Bobby team who's rebuilding, I'm looking at teams like mine. Right? I'm looking at who, what holes do we got. What project does he have that I can buy from him cheap to help him fill a start lineup this week, you know, with injuries and everything else? So that's a, this is the time of season where you're looking from that from both sides. You're looking at other teams and what they need at this point because of injuries and bye weeks. And, you know, that's when you can 
you know, you could make a deal. Um, you can also help your league. I mean, most of the time you can be like, hey, listen, I see you need a wide receiver this week. I kind of need a running back. You know, we can make some sort of thing that helps us out. You'll get that a lot this time of year where, you know, people forget this factor when guys make trades, everyone tries to win the trade. I, I just want both sides to win the trade. Everyone should get what they want. So, you know, look you around know, It's funny league. that you mentioned that because I was right there with you. I, you know, this time of the year, nobody's trying to to really take anybody over the coals. Do a trade that, that helps both teams out. I mean, that really should be one of your one of your goals. You should never try to, quote-unquote, win out a trade. Uh, you should be finding a partner that will benefit from the guys that you can move and vice versa and really try to find an in-between. Um, All right. Well, that's our advice this week, right? Trade, fill in holes, try to win, hold the Band-Aid in week seven, right, to 11. <laughs>